If consciously you like the idea of feeling worthy and deserving and living in a world where that is true and you have completely different experiences, if unconsciously your experience of life is and always has been that you are unworthy and undeserving of good, better, different, you don't know how to live without that belief. You don't know how to exist in a world where that's not true, where things just work out. That can feel on an unconscious level deeply threatening and terrifying. Hey friends, welcome to episode seven of the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today we will be talking about the single most critical factor for leveling up your life. Our topic of conversation today is self-worth, and it's important first to understand what self-worth is compared to self-confidence and self-esteem. Self-esteem, simply put, is whether or not you feel worthy of respect. Do you make esteemable acts in your life? Are you a good person? Are you a respectful person? Do you give back to others? Do you do things that make you feel esteemable, worthy of respect? That is self-esteem. Self-confidence is how confident you are in yourself and your abilities. Now, confidence can easily be confused with ego, narcissism, being very full of yourself and not being humble. But confidence is feeling capable in what you are able to do and who you are in the world. That is confidence. Self-worth is how much we value ourselves and how deserving we feel of good things in life. The things that we want, being treated well, all of the things that we seek as human beings, feeling deserving of it and valuing ourselves as a person and who we are in the world. Self-worth is critical to leveling up our life, to calling in our big impossible manifestations, our visions, our goals, to aligning with bigger and better. If we don't have high self-worth, it is very difficult to attract what it is that we want, let alone hold on to it, to keep it. Sometimes even when we have low self-worth, we will align ourselves with things that we want, the better job, the better partner, the better friend group, the better opportunities. But if we don't feel worthy and deserving, we will sabotage those opportunities. We won't be able to hold on to them and keep them because we're not an energetic match. High self-worth is a frequency. I have said in all the prior episodes how important energetics is to this work that we do. High self-worth is an energetic frequency. You move through and engage with the world differently when you feel worthy and deserving than when you feel unworthy and like you don't deserve any good, like you don't deserve the things that are coming to you, the things that you already have, let alone bigger and better. If you have low self-worth, you're operating at a lower vibration, a lower frequency, which means you are aligned with lower vibrational people, things, experiences, opportunities. What you want is bigger. It feels impossible. It's something that you deeply desire if you have worked through the methodology in episode two. You're holding a big desire that means something to you, to your heart, to your soul, something that you feel called towards, something that's aligned for who you are as a person and your purpose in this life. If you don't feel worthy and deserving of that thing, it doesn't matter what you go out and do. You won't be able to align with it. And even if you do, you will really struggle to hold on to it. You will self-sabotage at every turn and you will take the consequences of self-sabotaging as evidence that you're not worthy and deserving of what you want, that you're not capable of creating it, that something's wrong with you, something's broken in you. You'll reinforce your core wound stories and what happens. If you've been listening to all the episodes, you should know that means you activate your winning strategy. When you activate your winning strategy, you are inherently reinforcing the belief that only some things are possible and others are not, perpetually and continually pushing what you really want further away and using that again as evidence that you're not worthy of it, that you're not deserving. It becomes this cycle 
the self-perpetuating, self-fulfilling cycle where you push what you want further away and you use that as proof that you can't have it. You go into your core wound stories and you believe even more that you're not worthy and deserving of what you want. High self-worth is a frequency. Think of a time that you did feel worthy and deserving of something, no matter how small it might have been, no matter who it might have been, how long ago it was, even if it's something that wouldn't be aligned for you today. You moved differently towards it in your life as a person. You moved with the frequency of worth and deservingness. I deserve this. I get to have this. I'm worth more. I value myself highly. I value myself highly enough to have this, to hold this, to let myself receive it, to celebrate that I'm having it, to not tell stories that aren't true about myself or it or other people in the world. You allowed yourself to have it. You moved towards it differently. High self-worth is a frequency. Self-worth is something that I personally had to work on quite deeply over the last couple of years. And the reason for that is I went through a very traumatic loss at the end of 2014. I won't share all the details of that story here because I have shared it quite a bit on my blog, on social media, as well as on the Tales from the Journey podcast that we also produce. And you can read about it in detail in my book, Unravel, Rising Up and Coming Back from a Season of Living that Damn Near Killed Me. That is my memoir. We will link to it in the show notes so you can read more about the details of that. But essentially, I had a very traumatic loss. I had a very recent ex-boyfriend commit suicide shortly after we broke up and shortly after I had to ask him to leave me alone. And I felt a lot of guilt and a lot of blame and a lot of shame about his death. On top of his death, the trauma of that loss, the PTSD, led me into an abusive relationship with an addict. My business started to fail. I lost a lot of relationships. Like my world, my life, myself came completely undone, which only further damaged my sense of self-worth. I felt like a piece of trash. I felt so unworthy of anything good. Who was I to go on living and loving and being happy and being successful when my ex was dead and I felt responsible for that? When I spent a year and a half in a relationship that made me feel so small, that absolutely destroyed any last bit of my sense of self, my sense of worth, my sense of deservingness. It was a shell of a person after those experiences. It was reckless with my life, my health, everything. I didn't care enough about myself to take care of myself, to take care of my life, to make enough money. I just didn't care anymore. My self-worth had bottomed out. Even when I thought I was taking upward steps to create something different in my life, when I moved to the mountains, when I got in a better relationship, when I started making more money, when my business started turning around and going in a new direction, my self-worth still had not recovered. On a deep subconscious level, I did not believe I was worthy of love, safety, security, success, happiness, being treated well, having my wants and needs matter, being important, taking up space. I did not feel worthy of anything good on a deep, deep subconscious level. We've talked quite a bit about the subconscious on all of our episodes so far. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we believe on a conscious level. If on a deeper subconscious level, it's not in alignment. To me, trying to move through the world, trying to clean up my life, trying to make money again, trying to have a new and different kind of relationship, trying to live a different life, Consciously, I was trying to move like a person who had high self-worth. Subconsciously, I still didn't feel worthy and deserving. So everything that I was creating was better than where I had been, but it wasn't good. It wasn't healthy. It was still toxic. It made me sick. It made me depressed. It wasn't in alignment. It wasn't really taking up space. I wasn't really going after the things that I deeply desired. I was just trying to do better. I was trying to act like a person who had high self-worth, who felt deserving of good things, but deep down inside, I didn't. When that season came to an end, I was forced with a choice. I could either continue trying to consciously believe that I was doing better, even though I wasn't creating anything that felt aligned. My life had become stagnant, stalled out. I was in a rut. Or I could stop and I could dive deep and I could do the work to really raise my self-worth. 
there was a moment after that season. So the relationship that I had gotten into that was better certainly was not abusive, but it wasn't perfect. It was unavailable. I felt abandoned. I was triggered. I was anxious all the time. It was toxic in its own ways. It came to an end after two and a half years of off and on. And I remember realizing that even though I thought I was doing better, I actually wasn't doing better at all in the grand scheme of things. Before my loss, I was on a certain trajectory, an upward trend. I had really been doing the work to fall in love with myself and my life to create things that felt really aligned. I was happier. I was healthier. I was inspired. My business was wildly successful at the time. My relationships were getting better. And then I experienced my loss and my self-worth tanked. And then I went down even further when I got into the abusive relationship. So everything that I did after that, the move to the mountains, changing my lifestyle, getting the forerunner, spending more time outside, making good money in my business again, getting into the relationship that was better. I was moving up, but I was still so far down in self-worth and my sense of deservingness and my connection to my truth and my purpose that even though I was stepping up, it was still so far below where I had been before. My self-worth was still so low. And something about that breakup and something about the period after that, being in that rut, being in that sense of stagnation, stalling out, made me see how far I had fallen, how low my self-worth was. And that was why I couldn't create what I wanted. That's why my life had come to a standstill. I couldn't simply continue consciously acting like a person who thought they deserved better. I had to become, be a person who believed fully and completely that I am worthy and deserving of good, kindness, success, fulfillment, connection, of all the things that I deeply desired. This is deeper energetic work. Doing it solely on a conscious level only gets you so far. That's like fake it till you make it. I'm going to go through the motions. I'm going to pretend to be somebody who feels worthy and deserving. What would they do? I'll go do those things. But on a deeper subconscious level, energetically, you are not aligned with that. You do not feel worthy and deserving. You have to do the deeper work. And we're going to talk about what it takes today in this episode to raise our self-worth. High self-worth is a frequency. I know there has been a time in your life where you felt worthy and deserving of something. doesn't matter how small. Tap back into that memory. Tap back into the energetics of that experience. How did you feel? What did you believe? How did you move? It's different than if you have low self-worth when you don't feel deserving of what you want. You can meet the most incredible people that are exactly what you want for partnership and not be able to hold on to them. Self-sabotage in that relationship. Drive them away. Revert to the known and familiar, the old toxic ex. If your self-worth isn't high enough, if you're not an energetic match for the thing that you want. So what do we need to do to raise your self-worth to that higher frequency so that you're fully aligned and you're not just doing the things that someone with worth and deservingness would do. You're actually being that person. That is how we level up. That is how we not only level up, but we hold on to with ease all of the new things, the new, better, different things that we have created and called in and aligned with. The first step to higher self-worth, to becoming a match for the things that you really want, for leveling up quickly, to do your deeper healing work. What has caused you to have low self-worth, to feel undeserving of the good, of the things that you desire? Is it trauma? Is it guilt, shame? Do you blame yourself for something like I did? Was it a certain traumatic experience that you went through? Was it something that someone said that just cut so deep it hit right on your core wound? Was it a series of failures? Things went wrong? Mistakes that you made? Not getting what you wanted? Is it years of unprocessed feelings and emotions? Grief? What is causing your self-worth to be low or non-existent? What makes you feel undeserving of the good that you want? The things that you desire, the better. You have to find those things. And they're hard to find because they're deep, they're buried, they're subconscious. They're baked into your worldview, your winning strategy. You haven't thought about them. They're stored memories that you have forgotten about on a conscious level. They're old traumas you never want to look at or think about again. It's grief that's too big and heavy for you to feel. There's a reason that it's stored. 
And at times, sometimes we don't know who we are without that belief. When it's so baked into our worldview that we are undeserving of what we want, that we are unworthy of good, better, different, we don't know how to exist in a world where that's not true. So even if it's painful, it can be really difficult for us to release that, which means it's difficult for us to see it, but we don't want to find it because then we might have to work on it and then we might have to be free of it. And then what? We just live in a world where we feel worthy and deserving? Sounds nice on paper, but that is deeply terrifying to our subconscious. Our subconscious is wired to keep us in the known and familiar. Even if that known and familiar is painful and unfulfilling, toxic, traumatic, it knows you can survive it. So if consciously you like the idea of feeling worthy and deserving and living in a world where that is true and you have completely different experiences, if unconsciously your experience of life is and always has been that you are unworthy and undeserving of good, better, different, you don't know how to live without that belief. You don't know how to exist in a world where that's not true, where things just work out. That can feel on an unconscious level deeply threatening and terrifying. That's okay. That can be healed. That can be cleared. There are even specific processes that we can do if we work together that clear your phobias. These deep fears, it's a phobia. It can be cleared. You don't have to be afraid anymore of living in a world where you're worthy and deserving and life reflects that to you. You don't have to be afraid of good things, of the other shoe dropping if you have them, of people finding out that you're actually damaged and broken and unlovable, you're a failure, you're a loser. Whatever the fears are, they can be cleared. But you have to be willing to do that work, which means you have to face your subconscious first. Because the other steps we're going to talk about today, you can't do them if your subconscious is not on board. If you're not able to do the deeper healing and processing work, which means seeing what's in the way and facing it. So you have to do your deeper healing work. You have to eliminate your stoppers. Going back to the methodology in episode two, stoppers will come up every step of the way. And stoppers showing up, revealing themselves is a gift. Now you know what you're afraid of. Now you know what trauma is stored. It's keeping you in a sense of low self-worth. What's still lingering? What beliefs you picked up? Other people's voices in your head? Your interpretations about experiences? This is great news. Now we can work with those. We can clear them. You can be free of them. And when you're free of them, you can actually go out and take the actions and be the person you need to be to raise your self-worth and level your life up quickly. So be grateful when those things reveal themselves. It's hard. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. I get that. But the freedom on the other side of it, it's what you want. And the only way to access that is to do your deeper work. The second thing that you can do to raise your self-worth once you've done your deeper healing and clearing work so that you're able to take this step is to make sure that you're setting goals from a place of high self-worth and deservingness, not from a place of ego, not from a place of I need to have these things so that people will like me, so that I can prove that I'm not damaged and broken, so that I can have a safe existence where I don't have to risk rejection, failure, abandonment, judgment. This goes back to our methodology. Phase one of the methodology for making the impossible inevitable. Claim your big desires. They must be yours. And they must come from a place of high self-worth and deservingness. The desires that we claim from a place of high self-worth and deservingness are very different from the ones that we claim when we're in low self-worth and we don't feel deserving. We're more likely to be driven by ego. We're more likely to be driven by what can I do to just get by? What can I settle for that's good enough? And that's what I did. After my loss, after the abusive relationship, I was doing better compared to what I had just been through and where I was, but it was enough. I'll check the boxes. I'll, I'll make enough money to start paying my bills and I won't worry so much about how I'm doing it and whether or not it makes me fulfilled. The way I made money made me depressed, deeply, deeply depressed. This person is kind. I can fit into the open space in their life. 
we do things like couples would do when really that relationship also made me deeply depressed and anxious and unhappy. It did not feel aligned, but I settled. I settled in my work. I settled with my finances. I settled in my life. I settled in my relationship because I did not feel worthy and deserving of better. And I didn't feel worthy and deserving of better because I hadn't yet processed and healed everything from my prior experiences. And once I did, once I did the painstaking work to heal on a deeper level, to heal my trauma, my core wounds, my limiting beliefs, to let go of any residual guilt, blame, shame, to process out everything from the trauma and abuse, then I could claim what I really wanted. And I felt worthy and deserving of it. I felt worthy and deserving of having the life that feels like me, that's mine, that's aligned with who I am and who I'm here to be, that fills me up. Feel worthy and deserving of an incredible partnership. No manipulation, no abuse, no toxicity, only presence, security, safety, love, deep connection. And I feel worthy of so much more in my life, of a business that really has the impact that I desire, making money in the ways that I want to make money, being paid for showing up the ways that feel right for me, creating what I want to create, leaving the mark that I want to make, having the adventures I want to have, having the support, the community that I want. What we claim in terms of our desires changes when we're coming from a place of high self-worth and deservingness. So if you have not done the deeper work, you do not have and hold the frequency of high self-worth and deservingness, you're likely claiming things that are good enough fine, probably unfulfilling, might ultimately make you sick and depressed, but check the boxes, make you look like someone who cares, make you look like someone who is successful by other people's standards. This show is all about achieving what it is that we want. Your goals, your visions, your desires, they have to come from a place of high self-worth and deservingness, which means you have to do the deeper healing and clearing work. The third thing that you can do to create a higher sense of self-worth and deservingness is to do things that signal high self-worth and deservingness. Now, this is not going through the motions and checking the boxes. You know the difference. There is a difference in the frequency, the energy, the intention. You cannot do this if on a deep subconscious level, you don't feel worthy and deserving. You won't do this. You'll sabotage if you try. So you have to do the deeper healing and clearing work. You will hear me say that. That's one thing I will repeat so often because you cannot bypass that part of this work. And I know how worth it it is to do it. So you have to do the deeper healing and clearing work. You have to be clear on the goals and desires that come from a place of high self-worth and deservingness. And you have to do things that signal that. So what are some of those things? First and foremost, take care of yourself and your body. Feed yourself well. Water yourself enough. Go to the doctor, to the dentist. Take your vitamins. Move your body. Treat yourself and your body like someone who is worthy and deserving of care. How would you care for someone that you really love, that you feel is really worthy and deserving of care, consideration, kindness, nourishment, and care for yourself that way? Stop putting off your appointments and taking care of everyone first. Get your checkups done. Prioritize your health, your vitality, your energy. Spend money on massage, physical therapy, going to the doctor, getting a nutritionist, whatever it might be for you. Take care of yourself like someone who is worthy and deserving. Care for your body in that way. Another thing that you can do is level up your experience with people, things, spaces, places. Throw out all your old holy underwear. Buy a whole new set, something nice. Get yourself better workout clothes. Replace your shoes that are so worn out that they're probably killing your back. Get the new mattress. Do what you can within your budget, even stretching a little where it makes sense, to invest in yourself like someone who is worthy and deserving of good things, things that add to your life, that make you feel better, that support you. And not just what you need, but what you want. Go get your hair done. Go to that new restaurant that you're dying to try. Treat yourself. Wear the nice dress. Do these little things that signal 
I am worthy and deserving of more and better. And do that everywhere in your life that you can. Every time you come across a material good, a person, an experience, a situation in your life that feels lower vibration, lower than what you desire, how can you raise your standards around that? If you felt worthy and deserving of more, what would you get? What would you do? What would you wear? How would you treat yourself? And do that as much as you can where you can. Another thing that you can do is to set boundaries, really clear boundaries, and not just set them, but follow through on the consequences when they're crossed or dismissed or ignored. You know your boundaries. You know what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not. Be clear on that with yourself. Communicate that to the people that need to hear it and be clear on the consequences when people cross your boundaries. What happens if someone crosses a boundary? Do you cut them out of your life? Do you leave the job or the relationship? Do you stop having those experiences together? Do you stop showing up in the role that you're in? What happens if your boundaries are violated? Boundaries signal high self-worth and deservingness of more and different and better. What are those boundaries that you need to set? And where do you need to uphold the consequences when they're crossed? Setting boundaries is one step, but if we're not upholding the consequences, if we're trying to assert boundaries and we're letting people walk all over them, that doesn't signal high self-worth or deservingness. And that's on us to shift. Say no to what's not aligned and do not settle for less than you desire or deserve. When we settle, we're coming from a frequency of feeling undeserving of what we really want. We're coming from fear, scarcity, worry, doubt, lack. I should just take this because this is as good as it's going to get. I'm not capable of creating more or better. I don't deserve more or better. I don't feel worthy of more or better. Don't settle. Say no to things that are not in alignment for you, that are not to your standards of what you want. Be clear on what you want and what you deserve, what you feel worthy of. To do that, you have to have healed. You have to have done the deeper work. Otherwise, you will settle. You will think this is good enough because I don't deserve better. I'm lucky that I have this. I'm lucky that they love me. I'm lucky that I'm employed here. I should just be grateful for what I have because I'm not worth more. I don't deserve more. You have to do the deeper healing work in order to say no to the things that aren't aligned for you and to not settle. You have to stop operating from your winning strategy. We talked all about the winning strategy in episode three. When you're operating from your winning strategy, you are inherently reinforcing that some things are possible and others are not. You are saying that I can only listen and behave in certain ways to achieve safety, security, success, love, and belonging. Not worthy of more or different. And these ways that we behave from our winning strategy are taxing to us. They are ultimately exhausting. They are inherently manipulative, not malicious. But we are contorting ourselves in order to achieve the only safety, security, success, love, and belonging that we think is within our reach. When you raise your self-worth, it helps you step out of your winning strategy because you know that you can create whatever it is that you want. If you desire it, you deserve it. You're worthy of having it. You're worthy of the work and the effort that goes into that. And doing this work, all of this work, our healing and growth, raising our standards, setting our boundaries, tolerating less of what we don't want, saying no to what's not aligned, elevating our experiences materially, relationally, experientially, That's all signaling higher self-worth because it's hard to do, but we're saying that we're worth doing it. We're worthy of the things that we want. We deserve better. We value ourselves highly. We care for ourselves. We love ourselves. We deserve more. Doing this work, all of it, helps you build your self-worth. And the more that you do this work and the higher your self-worth, the easier it is to step outside of your winning strategy because you don't believe anymore that I can only have these things that I produced in the past that other people have shown me or told me are possible. That the safety, security, success, love, and belonging that we have been working so hard from our winning strategy to achieve for our entire lives, it's actually really small compared to what I, what I want. And I'm bending and I'm contorting. I am manipulating situations and how I show up, not maliciously, 
But because all this time I've thought that's all I could get, hmm, I want that over there. I want that big, exciting, fulfilling, seemingly impossible thing. And I deserve it because I desire it. I am worthy of it. So I will continue to do the work to move towards it. It's a huge statement of self-worth and deservingness. Every time that we step outside of our winning strategy and into the possibility paradigm, we shift our way of being, we go for what we really want. That is a tremendously loud declaration to the universe that I am worthy and deserving of more. And when we are in that frequency, the energetics, the higher frequency of higher self-worth, the universe will reflect that back to us. That is how this works. It's a frequency-based universe. I move through the world with higher self-worth, a higher sense of self and deservingness. And I am acting in such a way that signals that, not just going through the motions, but I am embodying, because I've healed and cleared, higher self-worth and deservingness. And I am moving as a person. And I am showing the universe that I truly believe this. The world can't help but open to us. It's a frequency-based universe. It will reflect that internal shift back to us. Better opportunities will come. Better people more aligned experiences, things that we desire deeply. We have to feel worthy and deserving of them. It has to be the baseline energetic frequency that we are moving with. Because even if we manage to create that, but we're not on the frequency of it, we won't be able to hold it. We will self-sabotage and we go back into that self-fulfilling loop. One of the last things that we can do to raise our self-worth and sense of deservingness is to get into full alignment. We talked a little bit about alignment in earlier episodes. This is about coming into alignment with ourselves, our truth, our purpose. We are always in alignment. The question is with what? If we are not clear on who we are, if we're not claiming our big desires, if we're operating in our winning strategy, we are not aligned with the truth of who we are. We're aligned with external obligations or expectations. All of the shoulds that we picked up from the systems of life from other people. Our winning strategy belief that only some things are possible and others are not. We're not aligned with our truth, with who we are, with who we're here to be. Stepping into full alignment is one of the greatest signals of I am worthy and deserving of everything that I desire because what I deeply, truly desire from my heart, from my soul is anchored in my purpose, who I am here to be in the work that I am here to do. And I value myself enough that I am going to live as the person that I am here to be. I'm going to move as them through life and create what I feel called to create. When we're in full alignment, the universe reconfigures around us to match that. When we are in alignment, we are operating in our fullest expression. We are claiming what it is that we deeply desire and we are moving as the person that we are here to be. We are not in our winning strategy. We are not in our interpretations. We don't hold limiting beliefs about ourselves, others, or the world. We aren't trying to go after the limited things that we think that we should accept, the crumbs, If you want to go deeper into the work of alignment, check out our Actualize program. The whole first module is about alignment. When we come into alignment, everything opens to us because we are existing in the world as the person that we are here to be. Check the show notes for more information about Actualize. And for now, where are you out of alignment with the truth of who you are? If you're settling, if you're in your winning strategy, if you're claiming desires from a place of ego and not your truth, you're not in alignment with the truth of who you are. If you don't know what your purpose is and your purpose expression is, if you're not living fully expressed and fully aligned, you have to do that deeper work of alignment. And doing so is saying boldly and loudly to the universe, I am worthy and deserving of what I want. And I will exist as the person who has it now. I will move as them. I will claim the desires that are mine. I won't settle for anything less. I won't be swayed or deterred or afraid. I will live my purpose, my fullest expression right now, not someday, right now. And I am worthy and deserving of the opportunity to do that. The resources, the support, the tools, the time, the energy, the money, the happiness, the fulfillment, the energy, the health and vitality. I'm worthy and deserving of that. 
you have to come into alignment. So check the show notes if you want to go deeper into the work with Actualize. That's what I have for you today. The single most critical factor for leveling up any area or experience in your life is raising your self-worth and sense of deservingness. You cannot create what you desire from a place of low self-worth, of feeling undeserving. And even if you go through the motions and you manage to grab it, you won't be able to hold it. You will enter into that cycle of self-sabotage, which you will then use as evidence that you are not worthy and deserving of what you want, which will activate your core wounds and your winning strategy, and you're right back in the known and familiar, which isn't what you really desire. But it starts with a deeper healing and clearing work. You have to come into alignment. You have to heal your past traumas, your core wounds, your limiting beliefs. Anywhere that you have shame, guilt, anything holding you back from feeling deserving, you must do that deeper work first then you must begin to move as a person who is in the frequency of high self-worth and deservingness and the world will open to you. I shared about my experience of being in a rut, being in a period of stagnation because I had gone as far as I could with low self-worth. It wasn't possible to create anything better or different until I did my deeper healing work and I went deep into it. I processed every day, sometimes multiple times with groups and programs and trainings that I was in with my mentors, doing my own work that I teach to my client, doing acupressure, which I do with clients as well. I lived my work. I cleared on such a deep level and life opened to me. I have never been happier. I have never been healthier. I've never been surrounded by better, more aligned people. My life is on the path that I want it to be on. And I am making impossible things happen rapidly. You have to do the deeper healing work. I know it's hard. I know it's scary, but it will open you to what it is that you want. You will then be able to step into the frequency of being the person you're here to be, being the person who has what you want and becoming a clearing for it to happen rapidly, for it to start moving towards you. And you'll feel worthy and deserving of it. You will not be afraid of it. You will not have fear and doubt that the other shoe will will drop, that you'll lose it somehow, that you'll mess it up. You'll feel worthy and deserving of it. You'll be able to hold it when it comes in and life will only get better from there. If you'd like to go deeper into some processing work or you'd like to learn more about Actualize, check the show notes for links and resources. And in the next episode, I'm going to speak to you specifically about ruts, periods of stagnation, what to do when we get stalled out and how to get ourselves back in motion. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community. So please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.